0: Hello? Hey, sir. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm with Sarah.
0: <laughs> um, I thought this was just going to be the Pete and Sarah happy hour.
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess it can be.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Dang. <laughs> oh.
2: I know when
1: I'm not wanted.
2: Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco.
0: And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio.
2: Welcome back to Scene and Nerd. Well, it's been another crazy week of our favorite CW shows, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. And tonight we're gonna be talking a little bit about Civil War 2, seeing as we've all seen it now and we can share some of our opinions on it. But let's just get into some introductions. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy. Yeah, it's me. Hello. And Miss Sarah Belmont.
0: Hey guys, I'm here.
2: How's it going, Sarah? How are the bears up there in Alaska?
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm counting. I've so far seen three, all on the side of the road. Not like, in my, I, I'm worried that I'm gonna like go out my front door one morning and there's gonna be a bear like on the porch, so I can't go to my car and go to work. So you that can just stay and
1: watch uh, shows all day then. <laughs> that's, it sounds like a good day. <laughs>
0: Uh, that is very true. I mean, you can't argue with somebody who's like, "There's a bear." <laughs> There's
1: literally a vicious wild animal outside of my yeah. door. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and he's just parked there. And like, do you want to move him?
2: Sarah, have you <laughs> ever moment? seen the Great Outdoors?
0: <laughs> I live in the Great Outdoors. I know you do, but
2: have you ever seen the movie?
0: <laughs> it's not coming to mind at this moment. Oh,
2: well, no. It's it's a it's a old Dan Aykroyd and and. Uh, John Candy movie. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, movie. and and there's a scene where they come out of the area that a restaurant or... Oh, no, no, no. They, they So they take their kids out to uh, this kind of lookout where, you know, you can park and look at the stars and, you know, and and, and bears come up and they don't attack them, but they go after their um, their cars and, and they they think that by throwing food at them, it'll scare them away and it actually <laughs> brings the bears... To the point where they're sitting on top of their cars and they drive off with the bears on On, their car. On top of the car, yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow, that was a really long story. (laughs) Dang.
2: She said, uninteresting old man. Dang. (laughs) Just dated myself and I sounded boring. Wow. Well done. Well done. (laughs) I'll see myself out again. (laughs) All right, so let's just get into this week's shows. Um, All right, so let's talk about Legends of Tomorrow. Let's just get off on the, the saddest part of this, this we show. We're going to start
1: with that, Pete. We're going to
2: start with the saddest Damn. part, man. Because we lost one of the coolest characters on this show. Probably the coolest character really? on this show. What? ones are my job, Pete. <laughs> I totally didn't even mean to do that, too. <laughs> sure. Would you say he's? The, would you say Leonard Snart is the coolest character, Sarah?
0: I would say he is the character that I've been invested in the most. Yeah.
2: So, yes. A lot A lot of people yeah, are saying that. hundred um, percent. Does this make you, Sarah, does this make you want to watch the show less now?
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't, now that Snart, and it's not that he's gone, because I read a few different articles and they explained that what, Wentworth Miller still has a contract with DC and CW. However, he's no longer a series regular on Legends, and that has been the plan from the get-go. They're just now going to be able to use him in all shows, which they got another show, if you haven't heard about that, Supergirl will now appear on CW2.
2: Oh, we're going to talk about so, that later, too. Maybe I'll of
0: people yeah. start
1: watching the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he, it's not that he's completely removed. However, the idea that moving forward with this show into season two, he's not going to be a uh, constant kind of does make me a little angry, especially because technically, he died in place of my least favorite character, Ray Palmer. <laughs> like, could I not hate a character more? Well, or a lance, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> it was, uh, you didn't need to pop out the balloons for this one, did you?
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. No balloons, only sad party pop- poppers. Can we
1: take a second to talk about that scene? It was, yeah. by, by the time that Captain Cold was, like, holding the button down, I'm like, okay... I don't think anyone's going to die at this point because they changed hands three times yeah, yeah. in like mm-hmm. a span of like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, who wants to be a hero the most, you know, at this point? And I'm like, oh, they they really took him out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. with a kiss and everything.
2: Well, I, I kind of got spoiled because, of course, I'm on Twitter just like yeah. during – why? That whole time, I don't know. I haven't learned yet. But... I
1: actually unfollowed the writer's room
2: because <laughs> they they live tweet the East Coast. And yeah.
1: I can't do it. I'm on Twitter all the time.
2: No, it's, it's, it sucks because, like, I, I totally had that moment taken from me because yeah. I saw people tweeting about it and saying, that was my favorite character, and, like, I already knew who they were talking about. Were like, they
1: busting out the Sarah McLachlan already? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're totally, like, playing the
2: sad music, and, and I didn't even need to read the whole thread of the conversation. I just... I knew immediately who they were talking about. Um, it certainly it's it's going to really change the dynamic of the show. Um, you know, they did show previews of next week, and and we do see him. So, you know, it's it's those are probably going to be more callbacks to when they first joined Rip, similar to what we saw this week. Um, which, by the way, did anyone catch the Back to the Future reference in the very beginning of the show? I didn't actually. What was it? And Back to the Future too, right? So, um, you know, Marty like Marty from Back to the Future 1 time yeah. travels back. Right. And then Marty from Back to the Future 2 is like I'm back from the future. Oh, like, they happen, like Yeah. They each other. And, so I, and so I totally thought of that when Jack's like Jack's before they yeah. left left and then Jack from the future came in.
1: See, I just took that as just like a general time travel trope. I didn't think of that as like a reference to I, thing, yeah. but I you know, not a thing about. It. I can't think of another show or movie that did that same yeah. scene, but I don't know. Maybe Back in the Future is just synonymous with time travel now. I just
0: call I don't it know,
2: trope. Am, am, I, am I reaching, Sarah? Do you think that's right?
0: <clears throat> no, I think you're spot on with that. And I really liked that opening. I thought it was cool and fun and interesting. I didn't expect it. Um, but I thought that was really well done. And then the rest of the episode happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you? What do you guys think of, like, this Oculus and this idea that the Oculus, I guess, control seals destiny, so to speak? Like, I got lost. I got lost in destiny. Well,
2: it, it, this- it, it, well they certainly, you know, gave off this impression of, of uh, you know, free will, which they don't have, according to this Oculus thing. Right. Um, you know, and 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 you know, it all, it, to me that was the big reveal. Obviously, this is like the big show before the finale. Um, but I I, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was very Matrix ish. Um, yeah. And Lost ish. Uh, but I I don't know I. I, I like the reveal that, you know, there's more to it than just Vandal Savage. I think that's what I kind of liked about it. They opened it.
1: up the world beyond just the baddie.
2: Yeah, like, you know, cool. and, and, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time. Like, is this going to go beyond Vandal? Like, I think I think as much as we like Casper Crump, like he's done a good job, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can get a little stale. Yeah. And, and, and the nice thing about shows like Flash and Arrow is they can take breaks from that and give you like a villain of the week type thing. What I like about this is, it not necessarily a villain of the week type thing. It's more of like opens up more about the Time Masters, and it, it's still, it still connects to what Vandal's doing, but it's something separate that you can right. that kind of adds a, another layer to the show. The only
1: thing though, my biggest issue with that was a little too late. Um, this is the first time we've heard about this, right?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: you know, this goes into world building for especially for a, a freshman year for a show is you want to establish the setting and what's at play here and having it a week before, you know, the finale, maybe that's in an effort to, you know, serve the audience, or I don't know, maybe they just didn't have any time to put it in now because they want to talk about more characters than the actual <laughs> universe that they exist in, you know, beyond just our own, you know, natural history. Um, but I was like, oh, d- d- conveniently there is a machine that prints out fate, now let's go break fate and let's be all that we can be, G.I. Joe. Um <laughs>
0: right it's not really world building if you destroy the world that you built (laughs) in one episode yeah it's like oh here's the
1: thing no let's take it away from you
0: yeah yeah oh we defeated the thing okay where is this going
1: i and you know to that question i don't know what they're gonna do for the finale because okay yeah remind me how did the episode end besides just everyone being hella sad that's now, you know, it's it ends with Mick going, like, I'm ready to kick Savage's ass. So now that they have the universe and their own fate out of the way, let's go kill Daniel Savage. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not well, a writer, but it seems a little confusing to me as an audience <laughs> member.
0: No, I completely agree with you. And, but on, um... To answer your question about what else happened in the end of the episode, is that you had that moment between Vandal and Kendra, where Vandal realizes that he no longer has that safety net of the Oculus fate and destiny to hold on to, because that's how he was able to manipulate everything. And so they took that away from him. So how can he retain that power without the manipulation? Which, which is interesting, but time. again, it's like, okay, well, he's going to die next episode, and then what? <laughs> because how how does anybody manipulate time? And I, this is a time travel show, so did they destroy time travel altogether? I, I don't know.
2: Pete knows. I wouldn't <laughs> say they destroy, destroyed time travel. and This is a reference to the Oculus, right? Right. I wouldn't say they destroyed time travel. I think they destroyed the time master's ability to um, take everyone's free will away because this oh, whole this whole thing was built up to you know every you know what was revealed about this oculus they learned oh well everything we've been doing is because you guys have some master plan that you guys know is set in motion mm-hmm. so we're just following the script even though we think we're actually doing something good
1: right and what Sarah's trying to say is vandal's been following that script to the T. And now that there's no script to be had, what's next for him?
2: Well, like like we saw at the end of the show, like, they pretty much said, you don't, you don't, uh, we're not going to help you anymore. Yeah. You know, we're done with you. So, I mean, pretty much that puts, Vandal goes from being this powerful guy to just, like, lone gunman who doesn't have any help. Well, he still has, like, a time machine, or ship, excuse me. He does, yeah. So, he, he
1: said, What's was the line? Um... I'm not going to conquer the world. I'm going to change the world or whatever it is. Something like that, yeah. So, like, what is he going to do? Just go around time and just, like, trying to
2: help his former self? I don't know. Maybe – I don't know. Maybe he'll go back and maybe he will do something to that effect. Like, start messing with different timelines. Yeah. Now he doesn't have almost, like, a leash, so to speak, here's, on him.
1: Here's my biggest concern about that, though, is we're getting into, like, termination or sorry Terminator – Levels of time travel Where it's like Okay okay, What was rescinded What no longer exists in the timeline What timeline are we in We're just Doing like bunny hops backwards Just trying to help out our former selves Who's helping our former selves And when are we going to get stuck in a loop You know It's It's um Maybe that's a credit to the writers where we don't even know what's going or maybe it's a discredit to the writers that we don't know where they're yeah. going with this
2: so <laughs> Sarah what do you well, think of that do you want to see Vandal mess with timelines in the past or or even like his self like like become a become a device that makes things even worse than what they already are
0: Isn't that what's what he's been doing the whole time well, I yeah, mean but, but... granted he he's You're suggesting that he, the second season, Vandal's still going to be around. Yay! And then... (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm. And then he's going to go back and start even taking it one step further to where he's also altering these events when he encountered Rip.
1: Like the season one events.
0: Yeah. So it's like season two will be moments like we had in the opening where you saw Stein and Jackson fight and then um, Jackson from the future comes back. That could be interesting. My question is if we care enough to see it. I mean, that's sort of what Pete started us off with since we lost Captain Cold, who was one of the more substantial characters in the season and I think I would argue probably brought a lot of the audience over to this show because we saw him on the flash, Mm -hmm. but now that he's not there is that, does it, does it make you just want to be like, okay, well, I don't know if second season I'm going to return to it. I probably will. If we talk about it, but still, Uh I don't know if I'll be excited about it. Well, I mean, I think, and here's here's kinda
2: where Supergirl I think comes into play is
0: Supergirl.
2: Yeah, like it's by the way, if you didn't hear, she's coming to CW, she's coming home to the Berlantiverse. Um, and uh and and I think having something like this like Supergirl adds another dimension that the that, you know, the ledge can, can do. Maybe they open up breaches, maybe they can figure out ways to do this where they can mm-hmm. jump through the multiverse, yeah, just not, like just, there.
1: not just this Earth's timeline, but yeah, the other
2: ones. yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to tackle this now, but one of the big discussions about Supergirl right now, the, the specu- speculation is, is are they going to have some sort of crisis event where Kara's Earth or Kara's Earth and and the Earth of Flash, Arrow, and Legends, right. all merge into one Earth, and and they combine so that we have, um, we have everyone on one Earth. I will say right now, I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I at least like not right now. Yeah, at least not right now. I like that Kara is on her own Earth. Um, and my own, my biggest gripe. So my biggest, the, one of my biggest complaints about Supergirl this season was the fact that um, Superman's there, but we never see him. He that. never. I'm not. I'm not saying he has to help out every single time. Um, but whenever they communicate, it's like through like AOL Instant Message it's like hey, that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm making fun of them okay sorry okay so how much more frustrating would it be if they combine these worlds and superman does interact with barry doesn't inter- interact true. with oliver queen doesn't interact with the legends group i mean how can you have like a huge event and not have superman a part of this universe so sarah let me ask you first what do you think about that
0: i think <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I. I I am kind of excited to see Supergirl. I want to see like the CW treatment of Supergirl because I, I didn't really watch the first season that much, especially in the second half of it. So I am kind of interested just to become more familiar with her character and see how much of a difference it is going to or that there's going to be going from one network to the other. And this idea of making her on the same Earth, I completely agree with you, Pete. No, don't do that. Because Superman, why why is there a need for Oliver Queen or for quote-unquote Spartan or all these other characters in Star City if there's Superman out there? I mean, I know yeah. he tends to only protect his own city at the same time. It's just... It it undermines that show. And then I think that the recent crossover between Supergirl and the Flash proves that it can work. But again, like, why would I care? Or why would I find it so cool what Barry Allen can do if there's Superman flying around? And so I don't, I don't make I mean, it this
1: They all kind of exist in the same universe in like justice league and stuff like that
0: right but i would also argue i don't think you're gonna see superman ever
1: so if you're gonna make him
0: the same earth you're never gonna see him you're just gonna hear about him and then be like what is going on on this earth where all these superheroes live and then there's this god one and yet He's just in the crummy movies, I mean what
2: no it, it's 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 true, and that's like I said that's my biggest gripe, like I don't want them to combine, and then yeah. we don't have an actual formation of the Justice League on television. we right. don't have any kind of interaction um no, I'm not saying like Supermass to swoop in every single time and save the day yeah. because that would that'd just that'd be lame um
0: no, you have Supergirl to do that well, see so. that's the
2: thing like I so. like like I said, that was one of my biggest- r- frustrations was having. Kara and Clark interact on a text mm-hmm. messaging level, and you never really saw him outside of. There was scenes um, in the finale where he got manipulated by what was going on. Yeah. So you saw his boots, like in like their little lab, but you never saw him.
1: It's like don't dangle the carrot in front of us, you know? Like either yeah. have it or either have him in or don't. Like my biggest thing is if they just never mentioned him at all, they could have just like didn't have to have like. You know, Barry travel from another a different earth onto theirs, you know, like mm-hmm. they could have just you know my my thoughts are they're just never gonna mention Superman ever again, and they're gonna retcon her into the same universe as the mm-hmm. Berlanti shows, yeah, which would be the easiest and it would also be the most lazy, so that's why I thought of it uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and it's uh and it's gonna get a lot of like flack for that, but mm-hmm. if if you know we're clamoring for. Supergirl to be a part of the same universe as them other you know the alternative is that crisis on infinite earths which i don't think the audience is ready to have yet. No. There's not enough established characters i think.
2: Like yeah, A-list that that storyline would be better as a movie. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think um, i think but i also think that one of the great things about having Barry visit Kara is is it to me, that keeps the whole multiverse mystique alive, and mm-hmm. I like that. I like that he can like they're gonna have. There's gonna be a conversation one day next season where he's gonna talk to Cisco post whatever Legends of Super Flaro episode they have, mm-hmm. and they can talk about like Win or Jimmy, and they yeah. can talk about him in past tense or pre- or, or or present tense, and, and they can they can mention the multiverse, and so I like that, and I think if you if you take that away and you combine these worlds. You lose that. Like I see like, what you mean. Yeah, it's like another
1: level of the of less of what stories they can grasp
2: from. Exactly. And and I think, you know, I mean they're not gonna combine Earth one or Earth Two on the flash.
1: They're true. gonna leave it as they are. Yeah. And that's
2: what that's that's one of the things I love about the multiverse. You have all these different earths and you have all these different types of um you have all these different types of person different personalities. Uh and and so I d I, I don't want them to lose that. I, I think they would be better served. Leaving Kara in her Earth mm-hmm. and like having the ability to have people jump through breaches to go. Right. Like I, 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 like I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see Cisco meet poor man Cisco. That like, would be I'm, interesting. Yeah, I am so excited to see that conversation. Poor man Cisco. He's told, poor man or as, Sisko. or as Everett, our good friend ever calls him White Cisco. White, it's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, um, I don't know, Sarah. What do you What do you think of that? Do you Do you like um... Do you like White Cisco? <laughs> um would you so you you are on board with keeping them separate right
0: yeah i'm on board with keeping them separate earths for now and not muddling the waters right now i think there's i don't i don't know yeah Next question.
1: <laughs> Wait and see is definitely yeah. a good course of action. Yeah, it, it'll be. I mean, that's all we can do. Yeah, that's right? all we can do. Pretty much. Oh, the right oh room now I produces. know
0: what I wanted to say. Like if, before, Pete, you were talking about this idea that on Legends second season they could also explore the multiverse. Mm-hmm. My issue with that, though, is we we get in on the Flash. Like, I feel like one of the negatives of Legends this season is this idea that we've already gone through season one of The Flash and they handled time travel so well that to then go on this adventure with all these other characters who you're, like, familiar with but not completely invested with following all these stories, going through time travel and dealing with time travel, it's like, I've I kinda already have my show that meets that. So then for the second season to sort of compete with the Flash season two, I'm gonna be watching it and be like, Well, who's Jay Garrick?
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, what we don't know is Captain Cold is Jay Garrick this whole time.
0: <laughs> you take it back right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you feel about him now, Sarah?
0: <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> my emotions.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Um, you
0: break my heart, Matt. You just break my heart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I do here. Like you pay the big bucks, you know. You know it's funny. Like we're we're jumping off topic, and that's okay because there was a lot of news with Supergirl joining CW. But I just feel like I don't I don't know. Like outside of of Leonard Snart, of losing him, Captain Cold. Um, it just didn't it didn't seem like me to to me there was a whole lot going on outside. Well, Jax came back. Um. I, it didn't seem to me like much story progressed. Like there was a little bit more to... Well, we learned about the Ogulus, but I mean, yeah. I, I really didn't feel... I don't know. Sarah, what do you think? Did you feel like there was much progression in this episode leading into the season finale?
0: Not really. Well, I mean, I'm going to go back to the scene between Kendra and Vandal. Mm-hmm. He's now weak. And yeah. so you set up your season finale and make your villain weak. Like, then it's like, okay, it's it's the build-up episode. I think part of the reason why it didn't feel like a lot of stuff happened was because in the build-up, you sort of were thrown this other, this idea or this concept that you didn't even know was at play before now. Right. So it was focused all this intention to give you this new toy and just take it away from you. So it kind of was like what what was the point of that?" But then the point is to make Vandal weak so that next episode they can quote unquote defeat him, but there's still a question that if Hake Vandal Savage away from the story is how does that affect the series, considering his relationship with Hawkman and Hawk Girl, as well as his relationship with rip Hunter like those are key elements to the show, and even though they're not my favorite, I do." believe that they're in like the dna where i don't i don't think that we're gonna have future seasons without vandal savage
1: he's the reason why the the team was formed and he's the reason why rip you know brought everyone together so
0: he's the reason why hunt i'm in hot man and hot girl reincarnate
1: right so once they kill him they go back to normal right are they dead because they're like hella old
0: now what are they fighting? Because like Kendra's whole storyline is like my destiny has already been planned, but wait, the Oculus is destroyed, so that's not true. No, it is because she was cursed. See, confusing.
1: Yeah, there's see, there's <laughs> there's fate and there's destiny and there's and there's two reasons for us. Which to are
0: learn. synonyms for one another? Exactly,
1: but they're not.
0: <laughs> but they in are. this
1: case. They are not, and then while as one is gone, the other is still at play,
2: we think. And so basically yeah. you'd be better served slamming your head against the wall because you might get more progress that way. See what I'm trying to say
1: is we we just for some dumb reason of duty, we're gonna watch the finale. It most likely will suck. I hope not.
0: And yeah. maybe all these
1: answers will be questioned. And then we're gonna go in lukewarm into a season two, not knowing what's going on with the with obviously the audience's favorite character gone. I mean, I know that was like destined at the beginning, but I mean, it's all part of the plan, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's fate for you.
2: Yes, oh, the Oculus is still working in the writers' room or something. <laughs> I I hope that they do resolve. I mean, it's it's totally set up where. There's gonna be a million questions after the finale, and it's 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 kind of disappointing. But I hope not. I hope there's a clear vision of what we're gonna to need to see in season two. I
1: because we are left with so many questions now. Obviously. I know,
2: and Sarah was like Sarah was talking about how Vandal's weak right now. Vandal's very weak, and, and that makes for a kind of a a, a poor setup for a showdown. Right. When you have your strongest villain now, completely weak. So we'll see. I don't know. Um. I hope there's a resolution. I hope we see. Some Cap and Cold flashbacks, because we all gonna we're all gonna need our fix after what happened this week. So
1: how uh, great was that exchange though between a canary and Cold though?
2: That's
0: and he's great. He's like
1: thinking about me, thinking about you, thinking about me and you. <laughs> <laughs> and you could have been like, no, bro. Wound. Wait, what?
0: Like you're just rubbing salt in my wound, right? Like, no, he's not coming back. She They're not him. gonna be together. They're not gonna be a you and me, and a me and you. And they took it away from me, guys.
2: <laughs> calculus. Oh man, calculus. You know we should talk about the calculator. Oh hey, what a segue. You like that? <laughs> Pretty good. Let's talk about the return of the calculator this week on Arrow. Still the
1: lamest villain name. <laughs> On the planet, we got calculators okay. all over the place now, guys. This calculator <laughs> on my phone—I can. I, I just opened it right now. So look, this is a villain in the DC universe, Pete. One plus um, one equals two.
0: That's why we don't call him that. We call him by his real name, Papa Smoke. Papa, that's Smoke. Okay? Papa Smoke. That's
2: true. Papa Smoke. Ten Papa Smoke. times better. He yeah. sounds like a gangster. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some like hip hop. Are, like, no, I wasn't
1: even going – I meant like – I'm talking about like uh, – like, No, I was talking Ch- about – oh, okay. I was thinking like 19-whatever Chicago with the fedora oh, hats. Oh, God. That too.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what did you think of um, Felicity basically telling everyone, you know what? We got to put all that anger towards him. We got to put it away. He's got to join the team. He's got to help us defeat Dark or get these warheads or – all of them except one out of out of range of killing people. What'd you think of that this week, sir?
0: I really loved this episode. There was just I had my team arrow functioning. I mean, they still have their issues and you saw that, but I felt like this episode was very well balanced and well um paced. Yes, and paced. Yeah. Because he, like they did something different that I don't think they do that often, if not ever, where they bookended their episode with that opening at that base, and you're like, what's going on? Is this like in the past? Is there an underground base on Leanne? You, <laughs> what is this? And then how that gets bookended in the during the third act with what actually happens? You're like, oh. Oh, oh, shit. But, <laughs> and and to go back to your question about Papa Smoke, his scenes with Felicity, just like when they introduced Mama Smoke, and you just saw the, f- the family bonds and, like, the DNA and how they look pretty much exactly alike. I mean, and you're like, yeah. yeah, they're mother-daughter. And then they have the same, like, um physicalness to them too I guess you would say and they they just act they mimic one another so well you could see that in all of felicity scenes with her dad too like there's that great moment when they're leaving the elevator and they run back in because they didn't wait for diggle's yeah. signal Like, that was so cute, because they were both, like, mimicking one another. And then he's, like, rambling about how, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, not the right time, Dad. But he has that word vomit that she does, too, when she's nervous and trying to work through a problem. Like, she'll say things that are inappropriate, too. So, you just saw that. And I just want more scenes... Between Papa Smoke and Oliver, please. I just need it because that <laughs> conversation that they had was not earth shattering and I want more and I want something else. <laughs>
2: you know, it, it, Oliver and, and uh, what's his name? Noah? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, Noah Cutler.
2: Noah Cutler had the moment when, uh, you know, Noah's trying to help them and, and working at the computer and, and they're talking and. I'm wondering, does Noah know who... He's gotta. Because he's, he just kind of... That was a very... I felt like that was a very kind of cryptic Noah. conversation they were having. Oh, like, yes. I was like... I feel like Noah kind of was trying to feel him out a mm-hmm. little bit yeah. during that conversation. I was like, I'm thinking the whole time, does he know that's Oliver? Like, he's gotta know that's Oliver, right?
1: Yeah, like, they don't know that he knows, but he doesn't want them to know that he knows. You know,
2: he knows that we know yeah, that they, they don't know had a friend's moment there.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. <laughs>
2: um, but I that's that's that. what I was thinking. What's that, Sarah?
0: Nothing.
2: <laughs> that's what I was thinking, though. Um, but but, you know, let's talk really quickly about the island flashbacks, because um, they're starting to make a little more sense now with the idol and mm-hmm. and, you know, what it does to what's I can't even what's her name. I can't pronounce her name. The girl that's with Oliver on the island. Tiana. Tiana. Um, what did you guys think of, uh, Sarah, what did you think of how she started to absorb powers from the idol um, on that very last flashback scene?
0: I think... I know you've written about it. Well, in, in I, I didn't actually write a review of this episode. However, last week, there was a moment when I think Oliver was, quote unquote, under magic training. I'm gonna call it that. And he was fighting against the darkness. <laughs> Sorry. Just sometimes air-quoting? when you talk about these shows, it's just bizarre, huh? Is that,
1: are, are you are you air quoting? Is that why you're pausing? A little yeah,
0: bit? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's just it's just very bizarre to hear yourself talk about like these situations. And you're like, yeah, this is a real show, huh? Interesting.
1: And we have strong opinions about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> And and they show a scene with her absorbing the powers. So I kind of knew it was coming. So that's why this week I was like, okay, thank you for telling me that that's what was going to happen in the previous episode. I, what else is new? Now, is Baron dead? He's still alive, though, right?
2: Yeah, he's... I don't think anything... Yeah, I think he was alive. Like he's I not dead. Die.
0: So my whole desire to see him in present day can still happen. Like, they haven't taken that away from me, right, Pete?
1: Not yet. No, no, no.
0: Not yet, but they will?
1: But they will, because the writers got my... us. <laughs> <laughs> want us <it> to suffer. <laughs> Stew in our hate.
0: I don't know. Yeah, so I, I didn't really think that much of it. I. What would be really crazy, though, is if... Because I still, I still see... Now, this is getting into a different territory, but what if in the big finale this season, like Diggle or Felicity or even Thea gets a hold of the idol, oh. and then they also go down that path, and so next season you have Oliver trying to find a cure for that darkness...
2: Well, here's the funny thing about that. You, this is funny. It's interesting you bring that up. Next, they, the preview for next week's episode shows Thea almost like fully manipulated by uh, either Malcolm or she's taking the pills that. Yeah, that under some kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, she's under right, some yeah. kind of control because there's a scene that they show for next week with Oliver trying to rescue her and she starts what looks like is going to be a fight between them. Yeah. Almost right.
1: as if like something bought out the bloodlust in her again.
2: Yeah, or or maybe she really is like manipulated, and 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 to to your point, Sarah, maybe she is the one that gets manipulated, or she she's the one that gets taken over by the idol. Man,
1: Thea's <laughs> been cured by
2: so many things, so many times <laughs> this whole
1: series. She, has. she
2: But has. what what do you think of that, Sarah? Do, what because you know they they do show how Thea's starting to um, have issues with, you know, what's going on as far as her being stuck in this truman bubble as you said last week and um what what do you think of of it potentially leading in the next season where Thea is affected by this and and you know first she was brought back from the dead now she's affected by this idol that powers damian dark what do you call that
0: i i don't really know i mean it kind of feels like we've seen it before so why do it again why not allow another character to go through something like that and change things up? That being said, Thea's always gone through this and come out the other side just to become a stronger character. So right. if depending on how it's executed, it could work or it could fail. And which brings me to anarchy in this episode or Lonnie Machum. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm a dark and twisted person or something. But I really like the uh, Lonnie. I know he You're calls her... Them? are shipping them? you shipping like, them? You know, I don't even know if it's shipping. <laughs> I just think they're very interesting on screen. Like, her you know, ever since Royal, know calls
1: her Roy- mama, right? <laughs> huh? You know he calls her mama, right?
0: Yeah, and I was trying to get to that. I mean, I I'm know sorry. that... That is very bizarre that he calls her mommy at the same time. If you just delete that or just redact it from the record, Matt, just do Never that. Never mention
1: it ever again.
0: Yeah, just rewatch that scene and just redact the fact that he calls her mommy. And if you take everything else that he says, it's really interesting because there's a lot of... Um, subtext in what he's talking about and I like that line he says to her about you don't need another man messing with your mind because yeah you could look at that in him referring to her current boyfriend or Malcolm because Malcolm is always screwing up Thea's mind I mean he he, he kind of brainwashed her at the beginning of season three even so she's always been under the influence of other men. And I think they were trying to make a very feminist point in that whole scenario. I don't know why they included the mommy part. Probably to remind you that he's a psychotic villain. At the same time, I just, I feel like those two characters, I I, I like the fact that this season they've really built their arc together. And I hope that they continue to interact in later seasons because he was introduced at the beginning of this season too. So it's kind of nice to see him still hanging around and causing problems. And even though he's set up to like, this is Arrow's show. You kind of feel like Speedy now has her nemesis.
1: Potential ally.
2: potential Yeah.
0: Member. <laughs> yeah. Her captain cold, if you may.
2: <laughs> oh Rogue no. if you may Matt, Matt's no, like no. <laughs>
1: no. He's no captain cold. First of all, the name Anarchy doesn't make any sense to him. Because he's a revenge guy. But she
0: he's her rook, if you if you know what I'm saying.
1: Oh uh, no. queen to the rook, is that what you're trying yeah,
0: to say? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to
1: castle her. The
0: bush.
1: Who got (laughs) canceled this week? I was going to say,
2: Castle got canceled. Do you get it? Do
1: you get
0: it? I got it.
1: I got it. He doesn't, and, you know, us just kind of talking about it. We're almost like little pawns (laughs) in the whole situation. (laughs) Oh, man. moving us about on the board. These puns are not going to end. No. Um,. trying to work Bishop into there but I don't I mean, that's, that's, that's treading on fin ice right there no, that's treading on. on X-Men right there <laughs> oh my god I didn't
0: even think about that
2: we'll play we'll Pete thank you thank you yeah yeah um, nice. oh, real gosh.
0: checkmate right there yeah
2: yeah, yeah. That, yeah there you checkmate. go checkmate I didn't even think about that, that good is that one. the next like villain no, I have no idea <laughs> um which earth did uh smallville occur on <laughs> I, t- earth 172 i don't know <laughs> uh, um oh gosh um what else happened in this week's episode now i'm um i don't it.
1: know maybe a like
2: oh was nuclear that's I, exploded it on yeah that was crazy like they
1: I, okay pete let me i gotta stop you dude I come into Pete's house. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about Arrow about. Nothing really happened. Oh, Pete, maybe like 10,000 people died.
2: <laughs> Sarah, what did you think of that? They, they they were able to pretty much disarm all the news except one. And sadly, it killed a, a town of 10,000 people. About. About 10,000 people. a ballpark. Just about a ballpark 10,000-ish people, women and children and and everybody, dogs and cats. <laughs> It's just, it's interesting because there's like a theme with, you know, Batman v Superman or with collateral damage and and how superheroes are seen. What do you think of that? Because that certainly plays into it in in this episode because of what happened. You see like Felicity upset visibly over what's about to occur. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what do you think about all that?
0: I really liked it. I liked how for a change it's, They lose. I mean, even though they are able to save Monument Point and save millions of people, they still have casualties in this. And so there's consequences. And there's a great parallel between this moment and season one, which I can't say the episode for sure. I know. But um, it's this scene between Oliver and Felicity right after somebody that they're trying to save ends up dying and she's really upset about it and he's trying to explain to her that you know sometimes we just lose like and you have to accept that and so it's going to be interesting moving forward with her father still around to see if felicity is not gonna go back into (sighs) herself and if she's going to feel like she's still a hero after this when when she was literally the one to redirect the missile mm-hmm. and have it kill tens of thousands of people saving millions but still killing all these others if she's not going to hold that on to on um, that burden and then go off with her father who's been who's in this episode trying to convince her that they're everybody's gray. Like you can see me as a criminal, but that doesn't mean I'm not your father. So you can't just put me in this box and forget about me. That's not how the world works. And then in this instant, when tens of thousands of people die at her hands, she has to remember that the world's not black and white and that she did also save people at the same time. It's just the casualties. So I just felt like this episode was basically saying Sarah was right Felicity's going off with her father at the end of this season.
1: (laughs) She's going to be like Super Hacker when she comes back.
0: I don't know. She's going to be like
1: Rogue Hacker. Well, You think it'll be like... uh... She lost her company. I mean...
0: Yeah, that was another thing. I mean, she she had a lot taken away from her this episode. I I love that scene when she comes back and she's like, "Maybe if we put a bomb in the building, yeah. no, not one that'll hurt people, but, but just a small, small one."
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the, the the train of thought of this battle hardened Felicity, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a little tiny
2: little bomb, but it won't hurt anybody, right, right. but a bomb nonetheless." So. Right. Going into next season, if if this all plays out, like, you know, Felicity going off with her dad, do you see a parallel with these two and then Malcolm and Thea in season two?
0: Oh, yeah. And I said that from the beginning. Go back and re-listen to our discussion about um, episode one of this year. I'm like, she's going to pull Thea all the season two.
1: (laughs) Called it. Yeah,
0: but but at the same time, I think that um, what's really interesting is there's this interesting dynamic between Diggle's story arc this season and Felicity's. Because in the previous episode, we finally saw the inclusion and the fallout of the Andy Diggle storyline play out, the Diggle vs. Diggle And he also is in a very dark place. And you continue to see repercussions from that this episode. So it just makes sense that, oh, well, if, if Diggle did that, I wonder what's going to happen with Felicity because I really see this as not only does Oliver have to have to be the light for himself, but also the light for the entire team and hold everybody else together. So, the writers are trying to maneuver these characters who have always grounded Oliver into these scenarios where they need him to ground them.
1: Which brings back to the idea of, like, if the idol is going to, you know, like, affect anybody. I I want it to affect Diggle the most.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, He shot his own brother this season. That's pretty dang dark. I mean, I know 10,000 people died... And yes, I said it super loud because <laughs> that's intense. I didn't know they would take it that far. Yeah. Um, but I think if Felicity and her dad go off, I would like to see, like, Diggle be affected by the idol just because of the darkness that he held in his heart and because of he's not in the right frame of mind, this and that. Um, and I would like to see Oliver kind of, like, you know, uh, like, tackle that, you know, that's his darkness to defeat. You know, that's in And doing so helps his friend, you know. So, I think that would be kind of—I don't know—that would all tie it all together. Because there's what two more episodes? Two. Yeah. So next week and then the week after that. So, it's getting down the wire. So
2: I I hope we get some clarity on these timelines too of the (laughs) Flash. I hope we get some clarity because it is frustrate the hell out of me.
0: (laughs) So annoying.
2: So it's so frustrating.
1: Speaking of the Flash, I'll say Barry's gonna run in and he's gonna say, "Hey guys, so this is what happened over here on this side. <laughs>
2: but now that we're up to speed, let's do this." Don't get me started on them not referencing Supergirl on the Flash. But moving on, they were waiting for this moment. That's Ugh. why if they did, it wouldn't make it less special I, next se- uh, next season. I you know? Yes. Bah Okay. I'm gonna be so I'm gonna wallow in my, my agony. It was all
1: fan service that they did that anyway. It was holy totally fan
2: service. So it's like fine, you know?
1: It's all it's okay, Pete. You win the battle. <laughs> They're on CW. I now. I'm happy about that. I just yeah.
2: want a reference. No references.
1: I want I want Barry to tell a...
2: Cisco all about Kara.
1: Are you telling me <laughs> the Flash doesn't have enough references, Pete? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man! Surprisingly, he didn't use that many this episode. Cisco did not use. He a... did two young Frankenstein uh, references, yes.
1: which I'm very happy about.
2: <laughs> he did, but, but he said
1: the actual title of the movie, and he said "Abby Normal." He did. Which I he still did. laugh about, and nobody understands why.
2: So, thank you, Cisco. Sarah, did Santa. you catch that reference in the in the the flash? No, and... I didn't. Yeah, I, I. I... I knew that wasn't gonna hit everybody he because Abby normal. he <laughs> did and that was hilarious because I totally thought of Young Frankenstein and I was like man alright so last week see that's the funny thing last week you guys got your Harry Potter references which I didn't get then- this week I get my Young Frankenstein preferences that a lot of people didn't get well I got it you so got I'm it. two for two let's do this
0: and you know what next week Cisco is gonna totally reference The Great Outdoors
1: <laughs> and then Still, Pete is going to be the only person to get that.
0: Yeah, I will
1: be. I will
2: be popping balloons in my house. <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs>
1: Doing your best, Rick Ric Flair impression. Oh
2: man! But um, but this week's uh, this week's episode of The Flash, which was directed by Kevin Smith, is one that was really. Hyped Can you up. tell? I you know I I don't know how big of uh, a fan of Kevin Smith you guys are, but I'm I'm a pretty big fan of his, uh, and I, I could certainly tell by his direction um how it did you could tell that this was his his show this was his episode to direct um a lot of that to me i don't know if you guys felt the same way but things felt a little differently to the uh, about the characters to me like iris acted much differently to me than she did the whole season, in my opinion.
1: Explain what you mean by different. Like, what is a Kevin Smith direction? Trait?
2: Um, I, I think... Like delivery? Word choice? Both? I think it's delivery. I think it's delivery because... I And let me use this example. Like, Iris, to me, seemed a lot more free-flowing. She seemed a lot more um willing to take risks. Whereas, in the past, she wasn't as, like... Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I'll be the bait for I'll be the bait for this guy. She almost literally said, fuck it, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, in a Kevin Smith movie, she probably would have said, fuck it, let's do yeah. this. Sarah, what did you think of, of Kevin Smith directing this episode of uh, this week's Flash?
0: I thought it was fine, but to go back to Matt's point, I couldn't really, it didn't make that much of a difference like i come from watching mr robot <laughs> with all the direction amazing direction there so to me it just it felt like a good episode like the directing didn't deter from the storytelling so i guess that's good
2: well i'm i'm not saying like a detour from the storytelling but to me just the actors the way they were portraying their characters felt different to me um mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it was just me, but it did feel a different. Um I did like Jason Mewes' cameo. Um have, have mm-hmm. you watched a lot of Kevin Smith's movies, Sarah?
0: No, I haven't, but I know who he is, and I'm a a vi- I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith's podcast. So I I listen to I think he's he's amazing and great and I'm and I'm glad. I think it's really cool because if for any fans of The Flash, go and listen to Fat Man on Batman. Talking about The Flash. I think it's, um, I don't know what the episode number is, but I have re listened to that podcast episode multiple times because it's just like reliving The Flash season one. And to hear Kevin Smith talk about it and how passionate he is about the show, it's just like so cool that now he's directing one and he's going to probably come back multiple times in the next season and the season after that because he's so obsessed with this world. So it's really cool to have that. At the same time, I didn't really feel that much of a difference. I felt like he was given an episode that is sort of a standalone episode in itself. So you, there, this is a scenario that we're not used to seeing, so maybe that's why the characters felt like they were being portrayed differently. I don't really attribute that to so much as of the directing as i do with the writing of the episode itself
2: that's a good point
1: he didn't help like write this episode right he just got the directing i know he got the directing edit. but right
0: i
2: mean
0: but the the writer oh, of right. the first thor movie wrote this episode.
2: Zach oh, wow. uh Zack Stence, I think is his name. Zach
0: Snyder, mm-hmm. right, right. No No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh God, no. Right, right.
2: Zach Stentz, He actually uh quick
0: It was Nora Allen, not Martha Allen. Okay. Hey.
2: <laughs> Get away from a movie
0: <laughs> I wasn't
1: gonna say it. But thank you, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Anyway
1: Speaking of, um Ma- Mama Allen, I-, I did um, I did text Casey. I was like, hey, did you watch this week's episode? Your favorite character from The Flash is back on it. And he said, I'm going to watch it tonight just because you told me that. <laughs> I can't wait to see her again. Oh, my god! Oh,
0: that scene, though. Broke um, my heart. Oh, yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. Not a dry eye in the audience.
0: Okay. I got a question for both of you.
1: No. I mean, what?
0: <laughs> so... In this episode, Barry encounters the Speed Force multiple times, but in different variations. So we first meet Speed Force a la Joe, and then Speed Force a la Iris West, and then Speed Force, his father. (laughs) (laughs) I'm missing his name. Henry. Henry. Henry Allen. And then finally, his mom. How much would this episode have been stronger or maybe even weaker if the whole time it had been his mom?
1: Wait, I see what you mean. If they only showed, if like it was only portrayed by his mom. Yeah. I don't know if it would be weaker.
0: I would argue it would be stronger. Stronger.
1: I don't. If I. It's just the mom. It's it's
2: nice because I mean Barry has such a strong support system.
1: Yeah. And I think they wanted to show that the Speed Force is also a part of that.
2: I think they would have overdone it if it would have been like Cisco and Caitlin and and if and everyone had a turn, everyone right? had a turn. I think they were smart to keep it at Joe, Iris, and and his mom. Yeah. And his dad. Yeah. Because those are the four most important people in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I can understand your point Sarah. Like I think it would have been interesting if we just saw Nora, but like Matt said, he's got such a strong support system in in the form of Joe Iris, the dad and his dad. His name is Henry. Henry. <laughs> Henry Allen. Um but it, it just it just it made sense. Like I thought it was kind of cool because he had a different reaction to all of them. He was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're this I oh, this isn't Joe. Oh, and this is Iris, but this is where we first kissed and <laughs>
0: Go away, See, Speed
2: Force. You're not my dad.
0: <laughs> right. See, that's where I would argue that he had the same reaction to all of them, and then it was his mom, and he had a very different reaction when it was her.
1: I think that would made. I think that's what made him more powerful, though. True. It was a build up.
0: Yeah, but also something that bothered me about this was. I don't know if you like in a few weeks ago, we were talking about one of the episodes right after they returned from earth Two, And I, there was that scene where Barry broke down and he was talking about how all this has happened ever since he went back to try and save his mom. And I, I mean, even though I really like that scene, I still felt like it felt out of place in this season and I would also say to me, this episode as a whole kind of felt out of place because we're, this season is about Zoom and Barry Allen. And so I kind of am missing the, Zoom has nothing to do with Nora Allen's death, right? Wow. So the fact that we keep bringing her up kind of is odd to me because i felt like season one we had that closure so why are we still going back there and it just i i don't it feels odd i guess
2: i i think with the reoccurring parent who's passed away i think it's become like a trope in superhero shows or movies like that true like like in in smallville after his dad died Mm -hmm. he would make reoccurring he's appearances. a crystal yeah yeah exactly he's a glowing glow no no no, no. His, his Jonathan Kent
1: oh oh sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, we father. I thought literally you
2: meant physically present there I'm like no yes. no no <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yes yeah. um but uh no you got Jonathan Kent coming back and, and they do that in Smallville they did that in Batman v Superman and Spider-Man is known for Uncle Ben kind of making appearances to talk to him about what Ooh. he's going through um and you know, I, I guess I can understand the frustration, but I kind of like, I, I to me, when you see a, a dead parent show up in in like a superhero thing, it almost kind of grounds them and it brings them back to, you know, who they are. Because if, remember when this is all happening, Barry could have just jumped back with Cisco, yeah, and and you know, he never would have got his powers. He was so focused on getting his friends back, he didn't realize. What they were trying to do was help him realize who you know who he still is, you know. Re- try to you know realize you are you're not just you weren't just given the speed force you right. are the speed force, and 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 I felt like that was a nice build up to when he stopped that image that was flying around that was like zooming around everywhere. Yeah, um, zooming around. Yeah, next. pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but you know I I thought that was a nice build up and so when it happened like you saw him like. He has a suit on again, yeah. And then you had that really cool scene where Iris is the one, not Cisco, in that little breach, whatever which I it
1: was. Kind of have an issue with Uh-oh. continue. Okay,
2: okay, but but you had that nice moment where, um, and this is what I liked, one of the things I did like about the episode, um, where, uh, and I do like the, about the overall. Well, I I kind of like how they're leading it too, which is Iris and Barry finally getting together. Yeah. Um, and, and you had that moment where you show like. Like, how Oliver refers to Felicity as, you know... Um, remember, like, in a, a, was it last week's episode where he had that fight with Dark and and he finally did start to utilize his power more yeah. because
1: of Felicity? Because everyone's magical now.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. <laughs> um, and, and you have the same, same thing with Barry and Iris where where that's his, you know, she's his light. And, yeah. And and it all finally came to a head, and he he you know was he has his powers back, and he jumps back and saves the day. But Matt, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, I don't know, man. Like the balls on
1: Iris a little bit to be like, nah, Henry. Yeah, I know you're his dad and all, but,
2: but see, love of his life, real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna pull him back. But see, that's what I mean by these characters took yeah. chances in this episode that they don't normally yeah. take. Um, like like Iris. Being bait, like her, yeah. just saying, you know what, I got this. She's like, you
1: know what, his love for me is stronger than you know his <laughs> love for you, so I'm just gonna reach through this rift and grab your son for you. Well, I mean,
2: Sarah, maybe what... I'm
1: jaded, and that maybe I think the, the the love for a father is stronger than like for potential love interest, but I, I, I don't know. It
2: depends. I don't know, Sarah. What do you think of that?
0: I think it depends on if you believe that Barry and Iris. Really, have that strong relationship, and if you're on that ship or not, to really believe that moment and not be like, Oh, God, yeah. I know what they're doing. So, Even if I, it's I,
1: just a friendship, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been, especially because this episode is about actually, you know what. What really bothered me though, like I was fine that she was the one to bring him back, right? Perfectly fine with that. Then we have that scene where they go and visit Nora Allen's grave. And there's that moment when he's talking about the book, Runaway Dinosaur. And she mentions, like out of nowhere, Oh, I hated that book. <laughs> <laughs> like totally disses the book. You no, know, right? <laughs> the whole episode is about.
1: Uh, that book is dumb, Barry. You're dumb for liking it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're especially <laughs> I dumb. Take it back. Because, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, and then she takes <laughs> it like. Breaker. She takes it one step further because she's like, "Well, I didn't have a mom around when I was younger, and neither did you." Like. I, I forget the exact line, but essentially saying, like, you, your mom didn't love you like that dinosaur's mom loved it. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, why? Why why include that? Like, that totally undermines all this this episode and the emotional connection wow. of it. Because, I mean, that moment when his mom is reading the story out loud, and then Barry takes over... And helps finish it. Is so powerful and strong. Mm -hmm. So to then have this scene. Between Barry and Iris. Where you're supposed to believe. That they are each other's um, anchor. And really in love with one another. And to her to say things like that. Like I get where she's coming from. But it just felt very odd. Like that's my whole thing about this episode and then they they don't kiss they just kiss on the cheek so i'm not sure if they're in a relationship or not i don't think they know either
2: (laughs) maybe it's a wait and see thing matt maybe it's a wait and see thing oh i
1: just want to say i think they only the reason why they made um they had iris say that is to set up barry's line of like how we it's not so much we were missing people from our lives it was that we found each other through that you know what I'm saying they need each other to fill in that gap
2: I said yeah. wait and see I thought you would catch that Oh what, we were talking about wait and see earlier with Supergirl oh I'm sorry Never P. mind. I didn't get that. sorry love you Sarah did you catch
0: that <laughs> no I fell asleep ah
2: as she usually does. Damn it! Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> that was very know. like comic book villain of you, <laughs> God, damn it!
1: I just really <laughs> want a laugh from you guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Pete, it's Jay Garrett. But oh hey, I gotta
1: say though, Barry pulling out that line at the end—I actually pulled it up in my notes. He said, um, "The sound of your voice." Will always bring me home. I'm like, Dang. damn, Barry, that's <laughs> fucking beautiful, man. If you guys, if you guys aren't, if that ship hasn't sailed yet, then that's the that's the the bottle of champagne to send it off on its maiden voyage. Because that's I'm stealing that line, dude. You have no idea. That is a good line.
2: Yeah, I should use it on Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um just oh he like he took that from the flash <laughs> you know you know what i wanted to say and i apologize this goes actually goes back to arrow um i forgot to mention that i did love the mama smoke and quentin lance scenes
1: oh yeah i forgot. I about totally that. forgot
2: to talk about those scenes i thought that
1: was Ooh. nice i think they said i love you too fast but that's just me <laughs> that's me looking out for both these
2: characters yeah there was it was pretty quick sir did you what did you think of those scenes we didn't even talk about
0: those You know, I liked it because I felt like it was a little bit of closure for that whole storyline, and I think we're going to see more. I'm not saying that. I mean, he did lose his daughter, but I also feel like it, again, to go back to Arrow, I felt like everything was very well balanced because that that could have been stretched out for the entire episode, but Mm -hmm. within the first act, They have that whole thing play out and then you're allowed to focus on all these other characters and who are going through this, this escalating situation. So I think the way it was placed and used, especially considering I don't, I feel like they're, they used it in two different ways. One as closure um, or movement forward in Lance. Grieving over the loss of his daughter. And then also, there was a lot of moments in that scene, in those scenes between them, having to do with Felicity's dad. Which is build up for, hopefully, a conversation between Noah and Mama Smoke. I mean, I want to see that happen yeah. because she's going to have some words. <laughs>
1: That's um it's going to be so awkward I might need to skip forward through that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably about as awkward as Felicity getting in the car with Quentin and then her father in the back seat.
2: <laughs> and it's yeah, like, you were like, yeah, me. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um but yeah, I wanted to talk about that real quick cuz we totally missed totally missed yeah, that I love part. That I totally forgot about that. Heat. Um but yeah, yeah I uh, I did really like this episode's this week's episode of The Flash. Um you know we're we're just like Arrow. We're down in the last two episodes of the Flash, mm-hmm. and and we did see Zoom starting to get the quote unquote Legion of Doom together yeah. uh, to take over Central City. And this dude had a
1: fire sword. Did you see that? That was pretty dope. I saw like that and I was like, is that
2: supposed to be like like Sarah? Sarah bad well, Sarah questioned if that was the real rupture last week, and oh, so I'm like, is that the real rupture? I mean, were you thinking that Sarah at all or?
0: What? What did I question?
2: Remember how last week when we saw Cisco's brother rupture from Earth 2? Yeah. We were like, was that the real rupture? No,
0: it wasn't.
2: No, but what I'm saying, no, but you said you were questioning it. And what I'm saying is, when you see Zoom talking to all his villains, all his villain friends, his villain BFFs, <laughs> villain heroes. Um, yeah. One of the people we see has like a fire, like almost like a fire sword. We couldn't tell if it was a fire sword. Or a hockey stick, just like Rupture had.
0: <laughs> That's totally Casey Jones from Earth 2. <laughs> I was like, um, I believe his
1: name is Oliver Queen. A.
0: Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you telling me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is on Earth 2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And really, it can very well Stomp- be. Doppelganger <laughs> is Casey Jones. Oh,
1: dude. Oh, yeah, man. what if? that's oh, so stupid dude hey <laughs> no we don't need turtles with noses on television okay if we don't need that
2: but we already have like we already have like a uh what is it um gorilla's uh ape city or oh or... right right
0: gorilla city huh gorilla city is City. gorilla yeah. city
2: thank you i knew i was wrong oh. you're, you're, Someone correct you. your your accent
1: came out there Sarah, apparently <laughs>
0: i'm just kidding I go in and out of accents. It's but you very never
1: hard. know.
2: Like, turtles could end up on Earth somewhere. Yeah. Who knows?
1: So, but... do you think
2: Caitlin's going bad? We talked about this last Jeez. week. I... I don't think she is. Sarah, do you think she
0: is? I hope so.
2: Just do it. Just Sarah do it. wants her to be Killer Frost so I bad. I want her
0: to be Killer Frost. Oh, you know. Oh, guys. How have we not talked about this yet? That scene between Joe and Wally was hilarious. Oh. When he's, like, talking about... Oh, Oh, drop the mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, we're going to have this conversation. Your body's going through change. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: that was funny. And Iris was like, she was, if she was in a chair, she'd be sinking in it. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, so Wally doesn't have his powers yet?
1: I would say no. Barry or... hasn't touched him yet, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Well, oh, here's
2: the thing with that too. Like, I know Wally was quicker to jump up than Jesse.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but I I think it could be quicker. a thing worth you guys you like that. Um, he it could be manifesting inside him. Like, it could be something that is slowly taking shape. And see, that's what I mean with like last week I was saying how um you know we're probably not going to see these things happen until next season. I think mm-hmm. it's a little premature to think. Just because they got hit during that particle accelerator like mini explosion happened right away. It's gonna happen right away. I don't think it's gonna happen right away. If anything, maybe Jesse might see something from because like Ira said, she kinda went through similar things that Barry went through yeah. when he got hit. But, uh, but she, but, you know, she woke up, so I I think... Because Barry is magic. Barry is magic.
0: Barry Um, is an angel.
1: Isn't he? Look into those (laughs) eyes.
0: (laughs) You guys, I mean, technically this episode, we were, it was explained to us that the Speed Force is God. So, speedsters are angels.
1: Can you imagine if, like, Morgan Freeman was in this episode
0: (laughs) as the Speed
1: Force? That would have been epic. That would have been better than Nora Allen. Just saying.
0: <laughs> How <laughs> um, dare you.
1: <laughs> production dump right there, just <laughs> getting Morgan Freeman on there.
2: Oh, that's too funny. Um, but uh but yeah. That what was... did you what did you think
1: oh. though? Sorry, like theories real quick about why there was some sparks when he touched what's her face's hand?
2: I think I think because she has the speed force in her now. Yeah, I think just to indicate that there is a connection. Yeah, I think yeah, I I think there's I think she has the speed force now inside of her. Um, Because Barry was like,
1: was like, they're all like, how'd you do that? And like, me and Cisco are on the same length. We both said almost at the same time, "Are you magic now, Barry? Are you magical now?" So like, is like, uh, do you think we're gonna see? Like, is that gonna be like the last you know kind of like uh, visual you know before the season ends? Is like. Like uh, as far what as is her name again? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse Quick. Right. Yeah. Uh, the referencing that Jesse is gonna be like just for some reason, just running off hella fast, and it's like boom, season three. She could
2: be. She could be. You know, yeah. they haven't said who's gonna be returning to the show. I think we can pretty much guess who mm-hmm. the obvious people are gonna yeah. be back. But um, there hasn't it hasn't been said who's going to be on as a regular that hasn't been on before, and I mm-hmm. think. Jesse has the chance at that. Or she gets her powers at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. like she realizes, and then she goes off on her own.
1: How fun would it be, though? This is just me thinking how cool the shot would look, is if, like, Barry, for some reason between now and the season finale, just high fives um, Wally, and then, like, it ends with them all realizing their powers, and then they all, like, have a race at the end. And then that's how you get into season three. That'd be kind of cool. To, like, race you guys to Star City, and then... They're like sure, and then it just shows that they all have the the powers, and then
2: that'd be cool. That
1: sets up a season three, is like a whole Flash a speedster team. Is it's
2: that been... too um, weird? I, I think it's. Would you rather they have I, like, a, hang-
1: a cliffhanger?
2: I, I think they're gonna have a cliffhanger. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that's always kind of obvious. Is there's always a cliffhanger? Um, to me, like so a happy. race like that, yeah. Well, uh, no, something like that is is potentially could happen, but it's more of like an end of an episode type thing, not. A season, a season finale, yeah. But hang
1: on for the. Yeah, day. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Because Maybe a
1: Killer Frost turn would keep us over for a season. I know
2: three. Sarah would go bananas if, if, if we saw Caitlin turn into Killer Frost. The only
0: thing that would make sense. But my question to you both is Is Henry Allen going to survive this season?
2: Ooh. Why would
0: you kill him, dude?
2: That's cause, mean. Because Zoom is that evil. That's so mean,
0: Jay. Don't be a dick. Jay.
1: Hunter.
2: His name's Hunter. His name is fucking Jay. <laughs> all right, they're all Jay.
1: Right.
0: You can kill. You could kill Henry Allen on Earth one, but we have Jay Garrick, who's Henry Allen on Earth two, <laughs> come in, and so you wouldn't really be losing John Wesley Shipp. Just one version of him.
1: <laughs> they just refer to him as Jay instead of Henry.
2: Mm-hmm. Because why not? <laughs>
0: why not? Why not? Why I not? Don't,
2: I don't know, but I would. That would suck, though. Barry would lose his dad. That would. Suck. Hasn't he lost
0: enough? Actually, that's, that's probably not. That's Maybe not. Maybe well, he he's 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 accepted what he's lost in the past. In the past, so I think now that he is somewhat. I I wouldn't say over his mother's death, but has just accepted that that happened to him and he, he can't fix it and he can't change it. And he just has to move forward.
1: Become a part of himself.
0: Yeah. So to go back to Pete's point about this idea that in these shows, there's a trope of losing parents of that loss. Maybe a father has to go. I mean, last episode we saw three father figures. (laughs)
2: <laughs> man, this is killing everybody
1: off. How about no dead parents this, this season, okay?
2: I, I really don't want there to be any. Ah, I hope not. There's a thing, man. He's all like, I'm coming back to help with Team Flash. I'm ready to die. That's true. That's a good point. Like, he was all telling Barry, you know what? I'm back now. I'm done chopping wood. Yeah. You know. No more Mountain Man for me, <laughs> no more Grizzly Adams, you know, for me. And... I got my Ron Swanson, uh...
1: <laughs> Cabin of the... Yeah, I got I, I got
2: that out of my system. He's like, I'm
1: ready to join Team Flash, ready to die to further the plot. <laughs> oh, man, now I think Sarah's right. <laughs> Damn it, Sarah, why would you kill him? It's all your fault.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Damn
2: it. Oh, but, you know, like we said, you know, two more episodes of The Flash, things are gonna get interesting with Zoom, and his, you know, uh... All Black his guys, uh... Coming after Israel City to take it down. Mm-hmm. Like next Black week Siren. We get... well, yes, I was getting to that. We are gonna see Black Siren next week. Earth Two Laurel's Lan- Earth Two's Earth Laurel Lance There's with full full on metahuman. Like she's not gonna have like a machine channeling her canary cry. It's gonna be an actual power, which yeah. I think is. Kind of, which is really cool. We're gonna I hope it goes see.
1: opposite than going high pitch. I hope she has a deep baritone that kind of just throws everyone around. Oh, that would be
2: hilarious. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> When that <be> um, awesome? happens. <laughs> I know Sarah's definitely looking forward to that episode. Aren't you excited to see her? I'm
0: so excited because I just saw, you know, how sometimes they, or they, they release. Images of the upcoming episode, but done in um, a comic book structure format. I guess mm-hmm. you would say as comic book panels. Sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, and I fun. just I just saw it one with her and meeting Barry for the first time, and she totally disses Laurel. So. <laughs> oh,
2: so, she does.
0: Yeah, she's like she's like, well, Laurel Lance on this earth is dead. Bye, bye, Birdie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> wow.
0: And I'm just like, oh, snap. Hey, that was
1: an ad lib from Katie Cassidy. She's happy she's done. That's...
0: Well, yeah, because it was really her choice. But
2: oh, anyways. That's too funny. But yeah, that's going to be interesting because she seems, I don't know, just in the quick little promos for next week, there's like some there's like a connection with her and Zoom or something yeah. somehow. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Maybe
1: she influences uh, Caitlyn.
2: Or there's, like, a
1: like a love triangle thing going on there. That's And See, that's what Caitlyn gets jealous and turns to the dark side. You never know. Now,
0: I, I don't, I can already hear the echo, so I'm, like, trying to back away from my microphone. But I don't want the idea that Caitlyn's going to go evil to be because of Jay, necessarily, or the quote-unquote love she has for him, because I don't buy that, and I've never that's invested true. in that, even when he was boring and a good guy (laughs) so
1: yeah Yeah, he's boring yeah yeah
0: i would rather to me it's it's more of this idea that she's tired of being the one who loses everybody and loses these people in our life and i i kind of hope to have it play out in a way where Barry gets involved and does something and she starts to resent him. And that leads her. So hopefully, eventually, whenever this does happen and she gets those Killer Frost powers to become a nemesis of the Flash. Because he does something where she's just like, what? I mean, what more do you want from me? So I think that would be really cool. And maybe not next season, but a potential setup for season five. Hmm.
1: Like it all builds up to that. Yeah. Like in the background.
0: Right. You could see the full arc from watching this show for since the very beginning. And you're like, whoa, they really set that up pretty nicely. Because that's really when great payoffs occur, when it's just been building in the background since the very beginning and you didn't expect it to go to that place and now that it did, you're like, Whoa, mind balloon.
1: That is some serious forethought if they dropped the seed to be planted now in the second season. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Hmm.
1: But the writers have proven to be creative enough to be that, you know, yeah. that much foresight. Yeah. That's very true. And you know this this series is
2: gonna last at least five seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it stays as strong as it is now, it's going to last for a while. So that's a good thing. Um, Alright, so that is going to do it for our talk on The Flash. And we have some time to talk a little Civil War. Woohoo! Are we going spoilers or no?
0: Yeah,
1: it's it's been... Um, oh yeah, it's been... A... You guys don't watched Civil War? Man,
2: fuck you then. I'm <laughs> no,
0: it's <whisper laughs> been like, okay, don't listen. It's
2: been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, And, and I think that's a good uh, amount of time... To then talk about spoilers, so uh, Sarah, what did you like about? Tell us what you liked about Civil War*.
0: So many things. I cannot. I have no idea where to start. But I just, I go to the theater and I sit down and I and I have expectations. But even going in thinking like, oh, this is going to be a really good movie. It's a really good movie, guys. I had so much fun. And it just was awesome. <laughs> Did you have a favorite any of that?
2: Did you? Yeah, I mean, we got it. Okay. Did you have a favorite character, favorite scene?
0: Well, I mean, there's the airport scene, of course. And then I, I've always been a Spider-Man fan because growing up, I used to watch The Amazing Spider-Man on TV. So I'm very familiar with his story, and that I, and I adore him, even though. Like, the movies have gone down since 2000. Um, but I still really like his character. And Tom Holland did such a good job, but everybody knows this. Black Panther surprised me.
1: Yeah. That sounds disappointing. Probably the most surprising character that I really liked.
0: Right. Chadwick Boseman yeah. knocked it out of the park. Fucking that accent that he uses... Okay, (laughs) it's so freaking hot.
1: I was going to say, do we need to start fanning the laptop? (laughs) I I feel just (laughs) getting warmer in here.
0: And and I heard, like, and and then after I watched the movie, I listened to an interview with him, and he's talking in his regular voice, and I'm like... Wait, that's an accent and you just create and then I found out that him and the actor who plays his father in the film both got together and created that accent for Wakanda. And I thought that was so cool and I can't wait to see the movie because his character they they introduce him in such a way that is integral to the overall story of between steve rogers and iron man that you almost don't see it coming because you because he's on his own adventure in this like side story but it's a part of the overall story so it's just it just was a well-executed film
2: yeah i'd say black panther for me stole the show like he 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 was awesome. Like, the fighting sequences with him were awesome. I mean, you know, I love Bucky, but he, he owned Bucky. Like, Pretty much all, did, yeah. In all their fighting. Like, I mean, just I, he was just... I mean, he even could hold his own and look like against Captain America. I, I was see, like...
1: You saw the shield getting flapped around. Yeah, like, you know, like, he, like a little...
2: He, even clawed, yeah. he yeah. even clawed it. Yeah. it. He marked it, dude. That's that's the uh, vibranium. But where does it come from? Wakanda. Oh, okay. Who's from Wakanda? Black Panther. So it totally makes sense. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, Matt, what did you like about Civil War? Um, I really liked how you know battle
1: lines were drawn going into the movie. Are you Team Captain America? Are you Team Iron Man? What yeah. fandom are you from? You walk into the movie theater and, you know, for me, I walked in Team Cap. You know, America, yeah! And then I'm like, wait, no. And I started leaning towards Team Iron Man a little bit. I'm like, that makes way more sense that... As a civilian, maybe these superpowered people should, you know, have something to, you know, keep them in check. And then it's like, at the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, I don't know what to believe in anymore. You know, mm-hmm. because, you know, you're so heavily invested in all these characters that you, you know, they're like your friends at this point. You know what, what their motives are. You know that they're all good people and they all believe in what what they think is right. And, and um, I like how I walked out of the theater not knowing like what side I'm on, I'm still thinking about if I'm in that situation room where they're talking about having to sign the accord or not, Mm -hmm. um, if I would sign it or if I would not, what would I contribute to that conversation? So what I'm trying to say guys, is I'm actually really boring and I like all the political (laughs) stuff in this movie.
0: (laughs) Well, see, I would argue that this movie, there was that, going into it, we knew that these two characters would have ideology differences in how to be a hero. And so you saw that what you didn't expect and what really delivered was the personal stakes attached to these ideology differences, because at the end of the day, that final showdown between Iron Man, Bucky and Captain America is because of the, the fact that winter soldier Killed Iron Man's parents, yeah, in cold blood, and and that moment when um R D J is just like, I don't care, he killed my mom, <laughs> like, and he didn't say Martha, he said my mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Peter is uh, punching something right now. Currently,
0: <laughs> is he already new? I'm so sorry, Matt. He's, uh, he's
1: his head just went right through the wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in my defense. Matt is totally direct messaging me all of these puns to say on his behalf.
1: <laughs> no. What no I'm not. He's no. looking at me like, you traitor. <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> I was your friend once.
0: <laughs> and then you killed my mom. No.
1: Martha. Oh. Um
0: Man. Yeah. Yeah, but... I
1: thought like yeah, I didn't I didn't know what was at stake going into this movie besides the state of the Avengers. It's like, oh, they're all going to be split, or, well, I thought what they are going to go with is, okay, they're going to all fight over what they want to do, sign the Accords or not, but then some big baddies going to come in, they're going to show the UN, hey guys, this is the reason why we formed, yeah, yeah. fuck you guys, we're going to just go do it ourselves because you guys can't decide whether or not we should fight them here or there or what, in an outer space. So... And then it's like, yeah, through the power of friendship and teamwork, we're back together. Yay! And then there's going to be a nice scene of them, like, patching each other's ups, battle wounds, and they're all going to high-five at the end,
2: freeze frame. They're, they're a breakfast-eating pancakes. Yeah, and,
1: and shawarma, and no, <laughs>
2: the opposite, hello?
1: They're all, like, they're, they're still split. Yeah, like... Half the team's in Wakanda, in a, in a giant panther,
2: like, <laughs> fortress,
1: which is... Probably the coolest thing ever.
2: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh,
1: besides an entire city of gorillas. And then the other half is, like, at a desk job, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, who's on the short end of the stick here? So I, I thought it was great that they, they ended on that. I, used, I Walking out of the theater, I hated that they did that, but now I kind of like it. Because they're thinking of the bigger picture.
2: I know, and I, I think, to me, that was one of my, actually one of my gripes was I felt like not everything was resolved in the end. Yeah. Like, I... Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I'm like, okay, so who, who's on the Avengers still? Who signed the Accord, who didn't? Because even there's that moment when, after the big airport scene, uh, when, when Bucky and Cap are getting away, um, when Black Panther's after them, and, and Black Widow's actually the one that, whereas when she was with him, Mm -hmm. she was then stopping him, but she does tell Black Panther, um, she does tell him, um, I told you I would help you find them. I never said anything about bringing them in. Right. So she split. So yeah. it's she like she has her own agenda. Yeah, and and it's like you know, yeah. and and credit to Black Widow for like hanging with all her friends as much as she could. She's the real hero. She, yeah. She she was like on playing the fence as much as you can. Yeah. Without turning her friends in, and yeah. and she did a good job of that. Um. But but that was probably my biggest gripe was was I felt like nothing got resolved except well we found out that. Bucky under mind control killed Tony's parents, but yeah. but uh, but but the whole this whole thing was built up because of these Sokovia Accords, yeah, and and you know because of the superheroes having their super strength and, and being able to do things and and, and the, the whole thing was them being regulated, but then like what happened because Cap then still as has put it, he's he's almost like a vigilante still yeah. because he did break out everybody that was in that ship, yeah, um and took them back to Wakanda, so. So that was my de- deal with it because, you know, like we were talking about it earlier and, and you still have to build up Infinity Wars and, and all the other movies coming up. Right. But but then you still to me, this is going to kind of linger because are, are they going to be cool when they fight uh, together or are they going to fight and, and, and be like, well, I kind of trust you, but I don't like it's yeah. going to be like a kind of a stand. Maybe like,
1: the standalone movies are going to. You know, take care of those relationships like a few at a time or something. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, I I know I just said I liked how they ended like that, but on the other hand, the reason why I didn't like it walking out was like Captain America Winter Soldier was such a great movie just as a movie. And that's what I think that I'm starting to worry about with these movies. It's like they're thinking too much ahead and they're not thinking about the present movie. Like, just create a great movie and we'll come back to watch Mm -hmm. it. You don't need. You don't need me to have... You don't feel... Sorry, let me try that again. There shouldn't be a need to set up other movies within a movie so much so as you can't let things not resolve at the end of the movie. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? No, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, and what I liked about The Winter Soldier is such a great standalone movie,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: if you're invested in a world outside of that movie, you're, you enjoy it even more. And I was hoping they were going to do that same thing again in this movie... But it seems like it's setting up just the introduction of mysticism into Marvel. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, and and you know, which is an awful. No, 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 it's not awful at all. Like I yeah. still, I still really liked the movie. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. I still had fun. Like Sarah said, I, It was. Fun. You got a giant. Yeah, you got Mark... Oh, Mark. I almost a Mark Ruffalo. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> giant. Oh shoot,
1: what's his name? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. He had yeah, yeah, you a giant Rudd.
2: man. Yeah, had... the whole airport sequence was fine. Um, but I think you're right. I think. The worry with Marvel movies going forward is are they going to be so focused on setting up the next batch of movies that they don't focus on they current movies? Is is
1: all of them in service to the one big Avengers movie? You know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. And I don't really like thinking that they are. Sarah, what do you think of that?
0: See, I felt like this movie was Age of Ultron apology. (laughs) Like, you know what?
1: <laughs> much worse. I think you're right. I think you're
0: yeah. right. Minus Thor and Hulk. <laughs> right, because i I agree with you. There is worry about Marvel, especially after Age of Ultron, that they're focusing way too much on the big scope of everything and the spectacle, and not concentrating on just telling a good story with movie by movie, because you have this large slate. Civil War, I have to disagree. Like, I really liked Winter Soldier. I still I still remember watching it and being impressed by a lot of different aspects of that film. At the same time, I could have, like, that, that story to me felt very cookie cutter and paint by number. Like, I knew what was happening, never knowing Winter Soldier before. And I'm just like, okay, this why is everybody so impressed with this at the same time civil war i was just totally enthralled with everything that i didn't see a lot of probably the the moments that i should have predicted coming so i i just was fully entertained and that's why i going coming out of it i think this is probably my favorite marvel movie so far and i feel like they did set up for future movies like Black Panther and Spider-Man Homecoming so well that I didn't find it to be a negative. And this idea that the ending, you didn't get a resolve. I think I would have been pissed off if there would have been a resolved, considering you're building up for two and a half hours this big showdown. And if these guys all of a sudden make amends by the end of it, well, that kind of is lame. Like, what about consequences or repercussions? I mean, Marvel's built this universe that is a TV show, but... A cinematic TV show. So I'm waiting for the next installment. And part of my desire to see that next installment is because they left it open-ended. And I know that in the next installment, there's going to be, like, we also got word that Robert Don- Donnie Jr. is going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is pretty cool. So... So now we're able to see in Spider-Man a little bit about him processing what just happened, knowing that, that Steve knew who killed his parents and didn't tell him, and also about... All the fallout from this movie. So you're going to get a little bit of that in the next Spider-Man film. And then you're going to hopefully, in Infinity War Part 1, going to see a larger resolve from that. Because, of course, you got to introduce a villain like Thanos to finally say, Boys, put your feelings about your mom behind you and just move (laughs) forward. And dad. (laughs) Right? Mom and dad. But mainly your mom. Because he didn't say... Yeah, but he killed my mom and dad. No, no, no. He said, but he killed my mom.
1: <laughs> that is true. That shout-outs to the
2: Mama's Day. You know? Exactly. Guess, yeah. That's a good point. Um, I can see that. That actually answers my next question. I was going to ask you guys. Since you said that you think that's your favorite Marvel movie, Matt, what, what, did you, I guess comparing yeah. Witcher Soldier and, and, and Civil War, which one do you like? I more? do
1: prefer Civil War, though, because as a fan of the whole universe, you got to like this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I think of all the movies which is their best kind of like standalone movie, I mean besides Guardians of the Galaxy obviously, yeah, yeah. would probably be Winter Soldier, but man, this this movie had it all. It it played the serious notes like serious enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um they didn't want to go full on DCEU like cry about your mommy and punch each other for 5 hours. And you know, like at each other for two and a half hours. They don't want to make it that dark, obviously, but they they play the notes just enough to make the stakes, you know, high enough. And um I think it just it like like you said, so it really subverted my expectations at almost
2: every turn. Mm-hmm.
1: So um I give him credit for that, man.
2: That's true, and I I, I really did enjoy. Yeah, Civil it was War. So it was, much, so, it was much so much fun. fun. Um, if it, was... it
1: didn't have the Spider-Man scene, it wouldn't have been a fun movie. Which I had a biggest gripe going into this movie, was like, oh, why are they shoehorning in Spider-Man all of a sudden? But without that scene, and gotta say, Merce Tomei still is good, man. <laughs> she's she's hot.
0: Do you guys think that? Tony Stark is totally gonna start dating Aunt May. <laughs> I, mean, so awesome. they,
2: I mean, they set it up where he could. I mean, he totally was digging her, but Tony gonna be Tony. That's Tony what gonna is. be Tony. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, um,
0: I, I just, I love that moment when he's Spider Man is like. B and he tries to get up again and he's like, No, 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 you're done, you're done. He's like and then while he's Random. running away, Tony's like, I'll tell Aunt May, I'll tell Aunt May yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah
2: Oh, that was And funny. then
0: the the scene between um Peter and and Steve when when they're like inner the, when they're fighting with one another and then it's like, Where are you from, kid? <laughs>
1: Cool. Yeah,
0: that was so great. <laughs> Brooklyn, like, the, those moments and to something I keep wanting to mention and I forget about always is when Steve and Bucky are getting away and then you have, um, I want to say Roddy, Rowdy? Roddy, Roddy coming after him and he gets hit by that, by Falcon deflecting that shot. And then he falls to the ground. I like that they also showed that Falcon went back too. Like, it wasn't just Tony going after his friend that has fallen. And that, to me, was such a crucial idea to include, considering that these are friends and allies who are being torn and thrown against one another. So even though they're fighting, it's still like a family fight where you get in fights with your siblings all the time. But if you really hurt them, you feel guilty about that. So I really like that subtle ad that they included and yeah they made a joke about it because then he gets to the ground and Tony like shoots him but (laughs) it's still it still to me was very important to retain that idea throughout that whole sequence with and again that airport sequence and pretty much every single action sequence is just so great like the Russo brothers know how to do action like no one else and I did hear that they brought on John Wick choreographies choreographers to help Why do that I'm not action
1: surprised?
0: right so but see that just tells me that okay maybe it's not all them but they're smart enough to tap into talented people to bring mm. on board to tell these stories like the right people because these stories in the wrong hands we see how that that works out so
1: well, all I can say is if you ever met my siblings, you'd never <laughs> pick a fight with them. So I have never
2: picked a fight with <laughs> Well, um I I you know, yeah, you guys all make good points. Civil War was great. I, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Watch it again. Um, I think I'm, I'm going gonna have to. To, I think I'm gonna have to watch it again. Um only because I think I still barely put Winter Soldier over it for mm. me. Um, but it's close. Um
1: in but... terms of like how it affects the overall DC... Oh, sorry. Ooh, excuse me. The MCU. Ooh. Um, they're pretty much pretty dang close. They are pretty in, close. In terms of, like, if anything more in Civil War, but, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think because everyone referred to Winter Soldier as a game changer. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say that about Civil War, but it certainly raised the stakes of everything oh, in the totally MCU going on. Um, but, yeah. So, um, so yeah. That was our our mini Civil War talk, uh, because... It was awesome, and been uh, talking about this
1: movie for like two hours. We just scratched I, the surface, man. We just
2: scratched the surface of that, but um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. And if you haven't seen it, I, I I'm not sorry we spoiled it for you because we just warned you not to listen to this <laughs> part of the podcast.
1: Um, watch it again, guys. Yeah, go Seriously. watch it again.
2: If you if you've seen it, you've seen it, you've seen it two or three times. Go see it four or five times. So um, all right, so that is gonna do it for our show this week. No classic um, picks. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, classic picks. Sarah, go ahead.
0: Wait, wait, Matt brought it up, so he has one. Oh, you have to start. Let me think.
2: So my classic fake, the reason
1: why I want to bring it up, is because I don't know if I ever pitched this, but damn it, guys, get back into pro wrestling, okay? (laughs) It's it's like it's on an upward turn right now. It's been crap for a few uh, years, apparently. (laughs) I just got back into it this past year. Um, I'm mostly following WWE Mm -hmm. and NXT, which is their development league. But if you don't have the WWE Network, at least get it for... The previous pay-per-views, you can relive the Attitude Era that everybody was all a fan of. You all know it. The Rock. Attitude was the best. Austin era. 316, yes. the McMahon family values, all that stuff like that. So, um and uh if you're not really... If you are interested in wrestling and you want to talk about it, definitely hit me up because I need to know where <laughs> you guys' heads are at. I'm just getting back into this in this past year. And you know, it's a continuous cycle. There is no such thing as a season when it comes to yeah, WWE. That's a good point. So... Um, I need to know backstory. I want what I need to know what you guys think. I've been <laughs> just diving into like wrestling blogs this past week, finally, and um I am like pretty like dang back on the on the wagon. So mm-hmm. um at least watch WrestleMania this past year. It was kind of a shit show, but at least it kind of sets up some of the storylines moving forward that are current. Yeah.
2: Um Yeah, it's only nine 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 a month. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Are you getting paid by... WWE? No, but
0: shouldn't! <laughs> uh, Sarah? So, I don't know if I've ever pitched this before, but the UK, UK, or UK version of Skins, it's a British drama um, TV show about teenagers in the high school and it's brilliant and amazing and probably... like They tried to do a US version that failed miserably, but... Watch the first two seasons at least. Um, they change their cast um, every two seasons, so it's always a fresh group of people oh, and cool. characters, and it's really interesting. But the first two seasons are just brilliant, and I highly recommend it.
2: Awesome, awesome. Um, you get
1: more UK shows on the uh,
0: yeah
2: on, the, on on the picks.
1: <laughs>
0: um,
2: I'm gonna go ahead and recommend all of Kevin Smith's movies, or at least Dang. his early movies. Mallrats, Clerks, Clerks 2, Chasey Amy, Dogma. Dogma's um, a good movie. There's so many other Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Um, Zack and Miriam make a porno. Um, a yeah. lot of good, a lot of funny movies. If, if anything, his earlier work is probably his best work. Clerks is hilarious. I, I will say I recently watched some of the movies.
1: They're a little dated. They feel dated. They are dated. I'll, I'll give if you, you that, want a yeah. good nostalgia trip, for Yeah, sure. yeah,
2: definitely. Um, it's, 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 I don't know. Clerks revolves around a guy who works at, like, a gro- like a little mini-mart. Yeah. And his friend works at a video store. And so I was working at Blockbuster when I first saw this. So a lot of what they do in the movie hits ho- hit home for me. I'm not saying it's going to do the same thing for everybody. But but when you're at a certain age and you're doing things that these guys are doing, it just kind of – it's reflective. It, you, you kind of get perspective. But um, really smart writing. I'd probably say Mallrats is probably my favorite Kevin Smith movie. It's so funny. Like, I could watch that – at any time of the day, any day of the week, any you know, any time of the year and, and it would make me just die laughing. So I'm recommending all those Kevin Smith movies. So that is gonna be my pitch for this week. That is our pitch for this week and that is our show for this week. So a
0: lot of stuff, uh, happened, this lot week. Of stuff
2: happened this week <laughs> and we got, you know, a couple more weeks uh, of, of CW T V left. It's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be crazy, there's gonna be cliffhangers, don't fight it, it's coming. People might die. We have to Cooper, live with it. I mean, 10,000 people already <laughs> did. I didn't know Arrow can do it. Good yeah. job, guys. Um, Sarah, let everyone know where they can find you at.
0: You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at sjvelmont S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T.
2: Matt? You can find me on
1: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y.
2: And you can find me at Pacey Pete on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, iTunes, uh, a nerd at seen nerd on Twitter, Facebook, go to GWW. You'll find all of our content there. You'll find articles written by Sarah. You will find all our podcasts there. Um, you'll find the Netflix crew podcast there. They're doing daredevil right now. Yeah. Daredevil. Um, What's that? Da daredevil. Daredevil. Um, daredevil. You'll find all that good stuff. Go to the GWW.com. Till next time you have a streaming device and DVR. Use it. Facebook.
0: You're welcome. Ten
2: thousand people died, Arrow
1: Riders. Explain that.